0: Last time on the Skip and Josh podcast. How do you like Kevin Cash as a manager?
1: You know, I don't like any of these these managers to be honest. They they take their starting pitchers out too early, they make too many pitching changes, they have a roster of like 13 pitchers or something, and they just they just over they overmanage. They just
2: overmanage. You're listening to the Skip and Josh podcast with Skip Sherman and Josh Obadia.
1: Okay, Skip, so today we're going to count down our favorite Goldbergs episodes, but before we get to that, there's a few things uh, I wanted to chat with you about because we haven't spoken in a while. So I have to tell you that I think this could be my favorite NFL season in about 20 years. And the reason for that is because you you could probably guess what I'm going to say next. Well,
0: you texted me last night and you were pretty clear about how happy you were about how things were going. Well,
1: because... that's just that's just last night, but even before last night, this is um it's so enjoyable to see the New England Patriots struggle and lose. I have to say. Yeah. And, and actually, I know that they're playing the Jets this week, and they're probably going to beat the Jets because everybody beats the Jets. But all oh, the Jets.
0: The uh, Jets are barely an NFL team.
1: Right. I mean. Aside from that, it's so nice to see them struggle and lose. And the other thing, as you alluded to a moment ago, it's so nice to see, now that Tom Brady's on Tampa Bay, it's so nice to see Tampa Bay lose, especially when all these so-called experts, just like not even a week ago, were saying how Tampa Bay is one of the top 4 teams in their conference and they're a good chance to get to the Super Bowl. If you recall, the day after or a few days after Tampa Bay acquired Tom Brady, we had an episode and yeah. I and I said to you, I said to you, they're not going to the Super Bowl first of well, all. I mean, they're not even going to win their division, I said to you. Yeah. They'll they'll probably make the playoffs because no, prob- they're a better
0: team. Like they, they have a, they improved their team. Yeah. Not just the quarterback. They improved in many positions.
1: Right. You know? So they, they, yeah. they'll probably be a wild card team, is what I said. And I think I said they'd lose in the first round. Although, yeah. if they play Philadelphia in the first round, they might win. But anyway, the point being that they got. Destroyed yesterday, and I was so thrilled, especially because I I had picked New Orleans in my uh, in my office pool. So I was very. But happy do you have that.
0: like? Did you, when you texted me last night? My first thought was like, what does Josh have against Tom
1: Brady? Like,
0: well, no, because and it's not so much. First yeah. of all,
1: because he was on New England for all those years. Yeah, but also it's not so much a Tom. It's not so much Tom Brady or Tampa Bay. It's all these experts who think that Tampa Bay is good just because they acquired Tom Brady and Gronkowski. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Come on, these guys were great at one time. They're not great anymore. Yeah. I think they're... I'm going
0: to get into the X's and O's. I don't know if you how much of the game you watched yesterday. Oh, I didn't watch but, any of it. Okay, but the Saints showed the entire league how to beat Tom Brady, like as if in case they didn't know. And how and is that? Because all you, if you get pressure on him, mm-hmm. any kind of pressure, he he is borderline. He's a borderline NFL quarterback at this point because he's he's old, mm. right? Like. He doesn't want to get hit. He's never been hit. Like, he would go through entire seasons on the Patriots and the games where he wouldn't even get touched. His uniform's not even dirty, right? Now, now, like last night, they were like, they were coming after him. Like, he, he doesn't want to get hit. He's not good under pressure. He can't move. Like, he's never been able to. So, like, that blueprint is there. Anyways, we're getting really... I don't want to get into too much of that, of the the X's and O's of football, but that's interesting. But how are you doing in your football pool? You told me you're doing well in this uh, pick'em pool that you're doing.
1: I'm in first place, but uh, my lead has shrunk, actually, uh, because I've had a few bad weeks in a row. So, I am still in first place, but my lead is only, like, nine points, whereas I had a 20-point lead a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's one of those confidence things where you have to give a certain amount of points to each, to each game. So, yeah. even though, like, I made three mistakes all day yesterday. Like, three yeah. mistakes. That's, That's a great week. Yes. Except, somehow, for the week, I was, like, in 10th place. Wow. I have a
0: note here because you told me you're doing well in that pool. Plus, your other, are you in other pools that you're doing well? Well, I, in? Like, I won the your...
1: playoff hockey pool. Yeah. And I won the regular season baseball pool.
0: Right. So I had a note here that is like, we need to do some kind of study. We mm-hmm. need to get some statistical analysis. People we will contact, you know, all the poll, all the polling people are out of jobs now after the election. So maybe we can utilize their, their knowledge of, of statistical methods, but we need to figure out like, how come you're doing, you're proving the theory that we've always thought, which is the less, you know, the better you do. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. Right. We've said this a hundred times.
0: Yeah, because you canceled all your sports channels, so you're actually not watching any of the games or barely any of the games that you're predicting or betting on or playing on, and and that's helping you. But not.
1: It's it's like I told you. It's all about numbers, right? I think like, yeah. a math person who doesn't know anything about sports would probably do better than me at this stuff. Well, that's like Jeff Ma, right? Yeah, although he doesn't do so well. No, he doesn't, right? <laughs> I mean, he's he's also picking against the spread, which is much harder than what I have to do. I right, just have to right, pick right. a winner.
0: Right, right, right. Very good. Very good. It's funny because right after the last episode from two weeks ago, I wrote down the first thing. I'm like, this is the first thing we're talking about. Not, not what we just did, but I predicted what was the first thing we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. which is what everybody on Twitter was talking about, which is the World Series. And now it's such old news that it's like, I don't even, it's not even like worth talking about. No.
1: That's true. We never did talk about it. And I did, I did text you that, you know, um, Kevin Cash should be fired, but actually it's not really him because the decision to take out Blake Snell after, after he'd faced every batter twice, that decision was made like four days before the game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Like Blake Snell was pissed when he took him out. Yeah. Well, he was pissed. He was like, he didn't want to come out of the game. And I understand that. Yeah. But like he knew.
1: Yeah. It, 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 the decision was made, and it was made by the general manager. It wasn't even made by the manager. Yeah, I mean, that's that's been their method of
0: operating method since forever. That's that's how they've been successful. So it's hard to, I mean, it's easy to come down on them because he, obviously he made the bad decision because we know the outcome. <laughs> but, I mean, there, how many other times did they take Blake Snell out after, before he got a chance to face the third batter the third time and it worked out? Probably much more times, you know?
1: You know, if I was a professional... Baseball and I'm not player. defending
0: Kevin Cash because I think the move was stupid.
1: but Yes, it was.
0: I understand the move, but I, I don't like it.
1: If I was a professional baseball player yeah, and I was a starting pitcher,
0: yeah.
1: I would not want to be a starting pitcher anymore because starting pitchers get taken out of games so early. And yeah. as you know, professional athletes get compensated based on their performance. And performance is measured partly, not totally, but partly on the number of wins. But yeah. if you get taken out of the game you know before the end of the 5th inning you know the rule that you have to pitch at least 5 innings to get credit for a win i would right. not want to be a starting pitcher anymore
0: but but part of the, re- the 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 part of the thing about cash's decision was the pitcher that he brought in
1: that was a big mistake because that right? pitcher had been terrible throughout the playoffs and he couldn't
0: get anybody out the, the last 3 times they put him in so like i don't know why all of a sudden they think oh it's going to work now you know like you take him out but you know don't just don't just blindly go down your script, you know? Like,
1: Well, that's the thing. The decision was made four days earlier. And yeah. as I said to someone else via text this week, you don't need to even go to a baseball game anymore. Not that you yeah. do go because there's no team in your city. But you don't yeah. need to go because you know what's going to happen before the game even starts. In fact, yeah, that's right. in fact, the manager doesn't even need to be in the dugout. The manager could be at his house and he can manage the game from there with his cell phone.
0: It's so true. I mean,
1: I'm not even exaggerating. because I like know you're not. It's so true, actually. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Anyways, the World Series was great. I, you know what? The, in the COVID world that we're in, we had an entertaining end of the hockey season. I mean, personally, I didn't watch that much after the Canadians were eliminated, but I got invested in it. the The, the NBA playoffs, I thought, were really well done. And although I didn't watch much regular season baseball, I certainly really enjoyed the playoffs, especially the last two rounds. So those were good distractions. I mean, now all we have is NFL.
2: Top seven episodes of the
1: Goldbergs.
0: So the Goldbergs, Josh.
1: Okay. Well, before we get into our list, yeah, I did a lot of research.
0: Yeah. Well, do you, I, I wanted to talk about why we're talking about the Goldbergs. I wanted to go back in time four years ago. Mm-hmm. It was one of our first 10 episodes, maybe. I don't remember which episode it was in. Okay. It, but it was definitely one of the first 10. And you mentioned something that you watched the Goldbergs. And I was like, and I made fun of you. <laughs> yes, you laughed it off, as you often do. <laughs> I laughed at you. I was like, you watched that show? That looks like trash. What the hell? I was I was in shock that you you even watched The Goldbergs. And then a good like year or maybe two went by, and I still had never watched. I know. And then one day, I was on a trip for work, and I was on a flight, and there was nothing to watch on the entertainment system. And I said, look, The Goldbergs is on. Let me give it a chance. <laughs> oh, my God. I was hooked ever since. <laughs> I mean, it's totally right up my alley, right? Because it's a total nostalgia trip. Yes. I mean, I was his age at the time of this show. I was the age of those kids, you know? Mm -hmm. So so were you, you know? But I identify a lot with Adam.
1: (laughs) Of course, because he likes Star Wars. I don't even like Star Wars.
0: I was a little kid. I was the shortest kid in my class. One of the shortest. And... You know, I was into all the sci-fi stuff, you know, like I, I, when I see him in the show, like my wife asked me last night, who's your favorite character in the Goldbergs? Cause I told, I was preparing my list and everything. And I said, Adam. And she's like, Adam, how come? I, and I told her, she's like, yeah, it makes sense. You know? So, all right. Let's hear what your research. So, I, I mean,
1: mean, it's not like in-depth yeah, research, yeah. but one thing I didn't realize, like they're already on season eight.
0: I know it's crazy.
1: You know that's a long time for a show. Yeah.
0: So did you only pick one in your top seven? Did you only pick one per
1: season? No, like, I didn't. Like I didn't. For... I didn't do that. I didn't yeah. do that. I will tell you this was very difficult to do because a lot of the episodes are very similar and they very sort nice. of all blend into one another. And so even yeah. though I remember like a scene from that one or a scene yeah. from that one, I don't know what episode it was.
0: And also, like I'm although I've seen and on Full Disclosure, I haven't even seen probably every episode. I'm sure I haven't. Right. And so it's totally different than when we did the Seinfeld episode because the Seinfeld episodes, I know those off by heart. You know, I can recite the lines of every show of Seinfeld. I know every, like, I know the minutia of every show. And here it was hard to remember all the details of each episode, right? So I'm definitely not going to be as well-versed in the Goldbergs going, like, the details of the shows on my top seven.
1: Absolutely. And and yeah. I don't know if you realize, so... Um... There's already been four new episodes this season. Yeah,
0: I've seen. I've seen a couple. I think I've seen definitely seen the first one and maybe the second.
1: Because yeah. in the first week of the season, they actually had back to back episodes. I didn't even realize yeah, that. Yeah,
0: but I've seen them already, like in repeats. Like I've seen uh, they they because they're on at all hours. You know, sometimes.
1: Well, one more thing, and this sort of a little it, it annoyed me a little bit when I when I realized this. So, you know, Barry's girlfriend, Ren, they started dating at the end of last season? Yeah.
0: They replaced the actress with someone else.
1: Exactly. I was very annoyed by that.
0: I I was confused. I thought it was a different girl. I thought maybe it was like, I missed stuff and it was a different character, but it was the same. So, in case anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, the Goldbergs is a... uh, sitcom on abc it started in september of 2013 as you mentioned there's already so many seasons and the series was created by adam f goldberg (laughs) it's an important distinction when you watch the show Mm -hmm. and it's basically based on his childhood growing up in the 80s in the suburbs of philadelphia philadelphia has a major part of the show like is part of is philadelphia there's a lot of philadelphia stuff in it yes um, that's how we started it because you had mentioned Ruben Amaro Jr. Right. That right, and he he's a character who's now the first base or third base coach of the Phillies. I think correct. He was the yes, he's he's a character in the show as a kid because he actually went to their school. That's right. So it's it's pretty it's pretty interesting. So um, the sh- what like what captured me about the show, like I said to you, is like it's the nostalgia of the show, right? It's the '80s of it, and and each show has its own little formula, right? There's a there's some kind of conflict and some kind of challenge to get over, and then um, every show centers around a piece of 80s pop culture, like a movie, a TV show, like we're going to tell you what they are on our list, it's going to be clear, mm-hmm. and then also every show always has a song, and then when the song comes on towards the end of the episode is when the, the problem is being resolved, right, And and things are getting resolved. And then the, the really funny part of the show sometimes is the end after the credits um, when they show you a piece of the actual home video from Adam Goldberg that is always right out of the show. Like sometimes they recreate things in the show that are exactly what's in his home video. <laughs> it's, it's quite it's impressive. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. All right. So I guess we should get to the list. Yeah. That being said, like, uh, oh, so it's it, this was my topic. It was your topic. So I so will. that means I go first. I. That's what it means. All right. Here we go. Every day.
1: It was April second, nineteen
0: eighty something. <laughs> I can't wait. To, uh, h- let's go over under like three. What's three? Three what? How many we're gonna ha- both have on our top seven? The same are we going to have more than 3 or less than
1: three? I think less
0: than 3 I think so too there's so many episodes yeah. and I think our tastes are it's because because I mentioned the pop culture aspect mm-hmm. like is it about Star Wars? Is it about Indiana Jones? Is it about whatever? And like,
1: I don't even care about those things.
0: I know. Like, that is, to me, almost the most important part. Whereas for you, I don't know. We're going to find out what the most important part is. It's very interesting. little, yes. Very, very interesting, Josh, actually.
2: Number seven.
0: So my number seven is season two, episode 12. Okay. And the episode is called Cowboy Country. Now, this is the episode, it's a Valentine's Day episode, Mm -hmm. where Barry's dating Laney, but Mm -hmm. he needs approval from Laney's father. So they say, let's get the two fathers together to watch, let's get the two parents together to watch the football game. And Barry thinks this is going to be a great idea.
1: I see why you (laughs) like this episode.
0: And then we find out that um, Laney's father is a Cowboys fan. And of course, the Goldberg whole family are Eagles fans because they live in Philadelphia and... It doesn't go so well. <laughs> Let me just say it doesn't go so well. And and then, I mean, there's also other stories going on. And actually, the more serious and better part of that episode is because Adam is trying to impress his girlfriend, Dana. And he gives her his grandma's ring as a gift. And it's very, very valuable. And, of course, Beverly, the mom, she flips out about the stupid ring. And this is also the one, I don't know if you remember, he tries to impress Dana and uh, he climbs the water tower to prove like he's a man because he feels like he's too small. He's yes, to work I do out recall. And yes. And he gets stuck right? up there, right? So he climbs the water tower to try to impress her. And then, of course, he can't get down and the fire department has to come and everything. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's my number seven. And, of course, I'm just going to tell you every episode. I'm going to tell you the song that's played. Um, it, the song in this one is actually not a very famous song at all. It's the song "Romeo and Juliet" by Dire Straits, which is a song that I like a lot, but that's really people don't identify with the '80s, you know. So,
1: so number seven for me is season two, episode sixteen. It's called "The Lost Boy," and I think oh. the reason they gave this title is because there was a movie called "The Lost Boys." Yeah, that's
0: one. Of, that's one of my wife's all-time favorite movies, by the way.
1: So, I've seen the movie. It's okay. Whatever. Yeah, it's okay. Um, but the reason I picked the episode is because in this episode, Adam and his dad Murray, they go to a Phillies game.
0: Oh. And then and I then Adam this. needs
1: to yeah. go to the bathroom and and his dad lets him go by himself and Adam gets lost in the stadium and they don't find each other until after the game is over, which yeah. by the way, I think that might have even happened to me when I the first time I went to Olympic Stadium. I mean, I, I'm sure I got lost once. I don't but know, who the, knows?
0: The key thing is he gets lost because he doesn't want to go to the bathroom. Right, because the bathrooms and pee are disgusting. In the trough with all the
1: other, the bathrooms are disgusting. Here, I have a quote from that episode that Adam Goldberg says. He says, yeah. "Isn't there an executive bathroom with scented soaps instead of an open river of whiz?" <laughs> that is the exact quote from that episode. And, and if I recall, the the clip that they
0: show at the end in the home videos is actually is the. The video of when they implode this veteran stadium.
1: Oh, yes. I think you're right. I think right? you're right. Yeah.
0: And they dedicate it to veteran stadium, you know, like that's pretty funny.
1: By the way, a little bit of trivia about this episode, when they had the exterior shots of veteran stadium, like yeah. in this show, yeah, it's actually Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum.
0: Oh, that's super funny. It's not that's even veteran funny. stadium. <laughs> that's super funny. I, I'm I'm just so fascinated to know if we're gonna have the same ones. It's like such a little like game show almost. We're playing within it well. Within so the far, none. No, so far, none.
2: Number six.
0: Season two, episode one. Mm-hmm. Love is a mixtape.
1: Okay, you I mean, know this one. I I you will have to refresh my memory because I don't know it by title.
0: Okay, so as you know and as you remember, Josh, when you were a teen in the '80s, making a mixtape was a was a lost art. Is it was it was a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Got to get the right songs. You got to open it with the right song. If you're making it for a girl, it was even more pressure, you know. And uh, so he makes a mixtape for Dana. And he calls it You're the Inspiration. <laughs> you know, the song "Price Chicago. Yeah. And um, he wants to give it to her because he she's he can't express his feelings. So he decides to give a mixtape. And then, of course, his mom finds the tape and thinks that the, Adam made it for her. Like yes, what I... kind of lunatic thinks that her son made her a mixtape called "You're the Inspiration"? Then of course he doesn't want to let his mom down, so he tells it is for her. He makes a duplicate for Dana, but then of course the, the mo- Dana finds out, and you know you-, you could imagine what happens. Yes, I well but, I know I don't need to imagine. Yeah, but like I, I like this episode because the it, the whole thing revolves around the mixtape, which for me is like really important. <laughs> like it was that's like an important part of my teenage years. You know those tapes. And uh, anyway, so the song is You're the Inspiration, but very, very cool in that the end of the episode, again, when they show the home movie part, they tell you that the song that he actually put on the mixtape, the the title was You Are the Everything by R.E.M. I don't know if you know this song.
1: I'm not sure if I do.
0: It's on the Green album, you know, which was their big, you know, Stand in the Place Where You Live, uh, you know, that album. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually, if we did a top seven REM songs, that would definitely be in my top seven. So when I saw that, I thought that's cool because he didn't actually, the real Adam Goldberg didn't like Chicago. He liked that cool REM song, you know? Okay. (laughs) So I thought that was extra cool.
1: Okay. So number six for me, Mm -hmm. season two, episode two. Ooh. And it's called Mama Drama. <laughs> so, the only reason I picked this episode is because Murray and Barry go to a Flyers game together. Oh, yeah. I've seen that one. Yeah. Of course. And so, yeah. in this game, uh, actually, Ron Hextall scores a goal. So, that means it took place on December 8th, 1987. Because that's... which what- is.
0: Which is pretty crazy because they make a point of not telling you when it was, right? Right,
1: right. And so, of course, what ends up happening is Murray, the dad, he wants to leave early to beat the traffic. And so, you know, they do. And then the Flyers end up coming back and it's like a great game. And and Ron Hextall scores a goal, which, you know, a goalie had never scored a goal before that, I don't think. So anyway, just the fact that they went to a Flyers game and then... You know, you don't see much of the game in the episode, but you do see like a few seconds and it actually looks like real hockey footage. You know, I don't know where they got it from or what, but yeah. And so just, you know, the fact that Barry's all upset that his dad wanted to leave early and they missed the end of the game. Because if I, if I went to a game and I left early and I missed that, that finish, I would be pissed too. Of
0: course. Yeah. It's interesting, they always have a, there's there's a lot of Philly sports, obviously, in the show, mm-hmm. right? Like he he we like he there's he likes Dr. J. He has a Dr. J jersey. He never takes off his Flyers t-shirt. Obviously, there's even a whole episode about that. And he has, if you see sometimes on his wall, like he has a Dave Poulain poster. And one time one time I saw um Peter Zezel. A Peter Zezel, exactly. A Peter Zezel poster on his wall. So that's like they didn't just come up with like the most popular player. They picked like you know, random flyer players, you know, like it was, it's pretty interesting.
2: (laughs) Number five.
0: All right. Number five for me. I think it's my wife's favorite and it's season four, episode seven and it's called Holy Kit and this is the Knight Rider episode.
1: I know why your wife likes this.
0: Now, you know, my wife loves Knight Rider. That was her favorite show (laughs) as a teen. Um so it's it's really like a whole night rider theme. I don't have to get into the plot but basically they find out that the kit car is going to be at the at the Thanksgiving Day parade in Philadelphia and then there's a Murray goes with I normally I don't like any of the episodes with Uncle Marvin mm. <laughs> but this one but this one's pretty funny and then Murray goes without taking Adam. So then Adam tries to get back at him and then of course, you know, things go bad and Marvin ends up stealing the car. <laughs> He steals Kit from the lot and then (laughs) there's a side story where Beverly and Lainey's father are dueling over who's going to make the best Thanksgiving Day dinner. Mm -hmm. And then he tries to deep fry the frozen turkey and it explodes and then the turkey flies over the house and lands on Kit. So So, I I didn't
1: remember all those details, but I have seen that episode.
0: Yeah, it's funny. The the Thanksgiving Day turkey thing is pretty funny because I don't think that was a thing in the 80s, but it is now. Like now, when you go on Twitter on Thanksgiving, there's a million videos of people destroying their homes because they're trying to deep fry a frozen turkey.
1: Exactly, yes. It's unreal. (laughs) You'd think they would learn, but no. No, you'd think
0: they would learn, but no. I like the episode, obviously, because, you know, Kit. I mean, they have a whole opening of Knight Rider. It's like a special opening theme you know so it's it makes it like extra special and actually i don't know what song would they use in this one but the knight rider theme was used so that's good enough for me
1: okay so number five for me is again from season two this time it's Mm -hmm. episode 14 and it's called barry goldberg's day off and of course it's it's a spoof on ferris bueller's day off it's a great one. And I love like one of my favorite movies of all time is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So so I liked this episode. Even before I saw the episode, I liked it. And I knew I was gonna like it. And <laughs> that's great. Sure enough, it was it was hilarious. One of my favorite parts is at the end of the episode, you know, they're at the police station because Erica somehow, I don't know what she did, but she's at the police station. And then Charlie Sheen is in it, right? Charlie Sheen is in the scene playing the same character that he plays in yeah. Ferris Bueller's Day Off.
0: That's a good one. You know, we we that's pretty close to having. That was in my honorable mentions. So, didn't make my list. So so far we're we don't have any the same, but that is a very very good one. You know, like he he calls the school and he to get Lainey to come out of school and he tells the principal that her grandmother died and Lainey comes out and she's crying and everything.
1: And it's he, so bad. And he's dressed the same way as um as well, uh,
0: him and him and Adam are trying to. Like see who's the better Ferris, right? They both want to be Ferris, right, right? Right. But then at the end, they tell you the cool thing, which is that Erica explains to Barry the whole theory about Ferris Bueller, how there really may there's people that think there is no Ferris, that he's just a figment of, um, what's his name's imagination, his friend. Um,
1: I forget his name, but the
0: guy that wears yeah. the Gordy Howe jersey. Yeah, he's the friend. He that's a figment of his imagination. Yes. You know? Yes. Like, which is a weird theory, but anyways, yeah.
2: Number four.
0: So my number four, I'm sure it's not on your list because I know you don't care for this movie or TV show. <laughs> like It's season three, episode 17, and it's the Dirty Dancing Dance.
1: Not on my list.
0: So like the pop, the piece of pop culture is actually two movies. It's Dirty Dancing and Footloose. Like they combine mm-hmm. both of them in the show. And um, so the songs from foot, song Footloose is used and also I've had the time in my life and the whole, the whole um, premise is that Erica wants to make a dirty dancing dance. The principal doesn't want to dance anything with the word dirty in it. <laughs> Anyways, it's like, I don't have to get into the whole thing, but have you ever seen dirty dancing?
1: Yeah, yeah I've seen it many times, okay. yes.
0: So, you know, there's this big scene where Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey are dancing and he lifts her up. Yes, Right. yes. So, of course, so Jeff and Erica, who are not a couple yet in, in this part of the show, are doing this dance together and he goes to lift her up and she flies right over him onto all the food and breaks everything and the punch goes flying and everything. It's really quite funny, but the reason why I like it is because I like the I like the relationships of the teens. I I really like Adam and Dana as a couple, like I like I root for them and I also really liked when Jeff and Erica got together. And this was like the start of this was the first moment that Jeff and Erica sort of shared, you know? So I, I, that's why I like it.
1: Number four is season five, episode 20. It's called The Opportunity of a Lifetime. I don't... Oh, the, wait, the wait, titles, The titles of the episodes mean nothing to me.
0: Is this, Is this one of them with the guy that's always trying to sell them stuff at the mall? No. Okay.
1: <laughs> this is the one where Barry has the chance to throw out the ceremonial oh, first pitch at a Phillies this, game. This is a good one. So... It's good for, for a couple of reasons. First of all, it's actually Adam that wins the contest on like by calling the radio station and Barry yeah. can't believe that Adam won the contest cuz Adam doesn't even want to throw out the first pitch. Yeah. But then also this is one of the episodes where Ruben Amaro Jr is in the episode and I love any episode with him in it. And and by the way, the real Ruben Amaro Jr He was in the class of nineteen eighty-three at William Penn Charter School. Just so just for your information. That's amazing. So anyway, I just that's why I like this episode.
0: It's good because Barry realizes that he's gonna embarrass himself.
1: (laughs) I mean, he obviously he has this impression of himself all through every through every episode. He thinks he's the best basketball player, he thinks he's the best baseball player, he thinks he's the best football player. But yeah, Yeah. he does.
0: Yeah, that's (laughs) I wonder if the real Barry was like that. I don't know. I wonder.
2: Number three.
0: All right, so when I started making this list, the top three were solid top three. And then four, five, six, seven filled themselves in. I had to do research. But the top three, I took from the off the top of my head without doing any research. So if there's going to be anyone that's going to be in your top seven, it's going to be my number three. And that's season six, number 11, The Wedding Singer.
1: Not on my list.
0: But have you seen this episode? Oh, yes, it's good. Yeah, I mean, this is like a marvel of television. Like, it's it's absolutely incredible. Like, well, I mean, I don't they basically
1: get... duplicated the movie, which is great.
0: Yeah. I mean, they, they they have this convoluted story where they're actually looking for a wedding singer, and then, and anyways, a lot of stuff happens, but Barry gets on an airplane to stop Blaney from going to California, and he thinks it's going to be a big moment, and the plane that they're on... Is the plane that Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore are on in *The Wedding Singer*? So the the universes of the Goldbergs and the Wedding Singer combined, and they're in that moment. So they combine the footage of Drew Barrymore, Adam Sandler, um, on the plane where he's serenading her, like perfectly. Like it it, it looks like it looks like seamless. It's, they're they didn't really it doesn't look fake it looks like it's really like one show you know it, they it's they really, did it they
1: really did a very good job yeah, but you cannot it's tell really
0: really well done and it's just you know if you like the wedding singer which i do and and this show i mean it's perfect it's like two show like it's two shows that were well i mean the goldberg is a little bit newer but like these are modern shows that are set in the 80s and they combine them you know so how how much better can you get than that
1: First of all, I'm I'm surprised or maybe impressed that they were able to they got permission to use all that footage.
0: But they get a lot of permission to do different things, you know. Like
1: I don't know how, but good good for them. Like
0: even in the episode with Kit, right? Right? They had the voice of Kit, like he was the same voice. Right? And same thing with uh, with uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. With Ferris Bueller, exactly, yeah. right? And now here they got all these people like to be in this. It's it's pretty amazing. It is yeah. pretty
1: amazing. And it's just the way, like what you said, it's so cool because you've seen the movie, so you know what's going on in one area of the plane, Yeah, but you didn't know what was going on in the other area of the plane when you saw the movie like 100 years ago. But they alluded
0: ago. to the real Wedding Singer movie throughout the episode, but only at the end does it come together. Yeah. That's why it's, it's quite brilliantly written. It was you
1: know? very good, very good choice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So number three,
1: season six, episode seven, it's called Bohemian Rap City. (laughs) And again, the title means nothing to me, (laughs) but basically Erica is in a band with Laney and then they both want to sing Bohemian Rhapsody, but then they argue over who's the better singer and who should sing it. So they break up the band, the band breaks up.
0: That's the dropouts.
1: I guess that's what they were called. No,
0: I don't know. They had a few bands, but yeah. Because
1: they were going to do like an audition tape for Star Search. Remember Star Search? Oh, yeah, sure. So anyway, so then Erica, she goes to the mall and then of course there's a guy at a recording booth and the guy is John Calabasas.
0: He's in so many episodes and he's always doing like scams, right? So John
1: Calabasas, he appears in eight episodes and he always has the same name, John Calabasas. But every right. episode, he's something else. Like right. this he's is- selling
0: them fake. He's selling them like a credit card with super high interest. Exactly. He's selling them like a timeshare trip. Exactly. When they go on spring break at that shitty hotel, that's where it's him that sells it to them right
1: so yes so in this case he's like that guy at the mall who's like yeah I can make you a famous recording artist just you know give me I don't know how much money you have to pay and and you can record the song so good so so anyway I just the reason the main reason I picked this episode is because it's John Calabasas is in the episode and honestly I was considering having all seven of my episodes (laughs) being john calabasas episodes it, that's funny, it, it crossed gosh. my mind
0: it did that's funny it's funny how you pick versus how i pick it's amazing
2: number two
0: so my number two i feel like it could be in your list but i doubt it season five episode 14 hail barry
1: <laughs> you know this? i do know it but not in my list
0: okay. so this is the episode that's dedicated to the Philadelphia Eagles. And they they released this episode shortly after they won the Super Bowl. It's like, I don't know how they did it, how they timed it or whatever, but it worked out perfectly. The, the story itself is stupid. Barry wants to be in the football team. He sucks. He has this play that he thinks he's going to do called the Hail Barry where he throws a pass to himself, which is absurd. And then, of course, the Super Bowl shuffle with the Bears is the influence of a lot of this. So, like, Barry wants to make a song, a rap song for the football team. But the real magic of this episode happens at the end. They made a special closing sequence where they have what's called the JTP Bowl. JTP. The JTP Bowl. And uh, they have, uh, well, Mike Quick, ex-Philadelphia Eagle, is in the episode. And then Merrill Reese, who's the voice of the Philadelphia Eagles play-by-play, does the play-by-play at this thing. And they do, they they, they play touch football with the actual the actual JTP. So like Barry and all his friends, but like now, like you get to see all those guys. Now, Matt Bradley and Rob, and you know, um, who were, um, well, Jeff Schwartz, right? Like naked, the, Rob. the actual. Yeah. So it's really quite amazing. So,
1: yeah, I, I should have known that this was going to be on your list and I'm not surprised, yeah. but it, yeah, no, it, I mean, it, and it was list. a good episode. In fact,
0: it was good. I mean, I like it special because it's the Eagles, but it is a good episode too, right? So
1: I think I saw this before you did, and I had to tell you about it.
0: Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did.
1: So number two for me is season seven, episode fourteen. Season seven. Called, You're getting late. It's called Preventa Mode. Oh, I had that in my I had that in my uh, honorable mentions. It's just it's it's a terrific episode. Beverly helps Adam with the upcoming Valentine's Day dance. Yeah. So what happens is. Adam wants to ask out Bria B to the dance.
0: Bria, Bria, yeah. Yes.
1: And Dana, his ex-girlfriend, wants to ask out some other guy whose name I don't even know. Yeah. But those two, the other two people, like Bria and the other guy, they're already going to the dance together because he had asked her and they they said yes, right? Yeah. So, So now... What they have to do is they have to get these two people to break up, Bria and the other guy, so mm-hmm. that Adam can ask out Bria and the other guy can ask out Dana.
0: That's why it's Preventa, because it's the opposite of the Yenta, right? It's the Preventa.
1: Correct. Yeah. And so then you see they're in the basement of the house. It's, it's, Bria, it's Dana and Adam and Adam's mother. And she's got the, the chalkboard out, and anytime they get the chalkboard out, it's hilarious because yeah. it's like they're writing the game plan of how they're gonna do this. Okay, yeah. step one, this is what you're gonna do. Step two, this is what you're gonna do, yeah. and so on. And and the whole time, Adam's like, "This is not a good idea. We should not be doing this. This is a bad idea." But Dana's all in on this.
0: Yeah. And actually,
1: <laughs> Beverly doesn't like Dana, but now she. But then she
0: starts to like her there because
1: yeah. yes. Exactly.
0: Yeah. You didn't talk about the rest of the episode where Barry's in college and he's hot for his teacher and Erica's mad that they got the same grade and he thinks that the teacher gave him the same grade cuz she likes him.
1: You're right. You're right. I didn't because it completely slipped my mind that this was the same episode. You see this is what I mean. These episodes they all blend into each other.
0: The the thing is the thing is because the girl who plays the teacher, yes is Miranda Cosgrove, who played Carly in iCarly. Well,
1: that's why you know all about it.
0: Okay, so having teenage kids now who grew up watching iCarly, and I've seen every single episode, when I saw this, I'm like, oh my god, it's Carly! <laughs> you know, like, it was it was shocking. <laughs> she's all grown up, you know, and she's the hot teacher. And of course, the song they use is Van Halen Hot for Teacher. Right, so. right. Yeah.
2: Number one.
0: All right, I'm at my number one. Okay. If we don't have the same number, well, I don't think we're gonna have the same number no, we're one. Not. But it's we're pretty not. amazing that like I have a number one that didn't even make your list. So it's this is the the episode that really made me fall in love with the show. Okay. Like it's a season five, episode fifteen, and it's called Adam Spielberg. So there's two things happening in this episode. He 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 gets this his hands on a, a VHS tape of some kids that made a shot-for-shot recreation of Raiders of the Lost Ark. So, of course, he wants to do the same thing. So, this is going to be his big, the biggest movie he's ever directed. Like, up until now, he's only done home movies. He wants to do this big blowout, you know, get a budget. And I think his pops lends him 50 bucks, right, to do it. <laughs> but also, at the same time, Barry says that he's found the best cheesesteak in Philadelphia, and guess what? It's in New Jersey. Right. This is on my so, this is
1: on my honorable mentions list. Yeah.
0: And the brilliant part is that, you know... Adam hates making the movie. It doesn't work out well. It's laugh a minute when they're doing it. But he realizes he'd be better off as the writer and not the director because there's too much pressure as the director, which is probably what happened in real life, right? Right. And then they're, the whole thing with the cheesesteak is great because they do find the, the restaurant and it's called Donkey's Place. And... Um, There's this old man there who looks just like the old knights in the last Indiana Jones movie. And when they take the cheesesteak without the sauce on it, he's like, you chose wisely, (laughs) which is exactly from the movie. So it's 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 actually quite brilliant. And then there's a great song at the end because Erica wants to make the song for Adam's movie. (laughs) So she writes a song called Indiana Jonesing for your love. Do you remember this? I don't remember the song. (laughs) <laughs> she plays them this song that she wrote at the end and it's super funny. So
1: that's my number one. That's a good choice and I'm yeah, not and I'm not yeah. surprised it's on your list. So we have yeah. none the same. Wow, I love it. So number one for me is season five episode 12. It's called Dinner with the Goldbergs.
0: Oh, this is a good one too.
1: So this was hilarious. I liked
0: it, but it annoyed the hell out of me well, because I I I I felt like I felt so bad for Jeff Schwartz. I was like I was ready to scream at the family.
1: Well, I often feel bad for Jeff Schwartz, and I like the episodes where he is like prominently in. Yeah, and so this is like this whole episode is really about Jeff. So yeah, you know the whole family, the Goldbergs, they're going to dinner at a restaurant, and so. Jeff, he always wants to be included with the family, and, and sometimes he is, and sometimes he isn't, and this was, I guess, uh, kind of early in the relationship, Yeah. so he just, any time that he gets included, he feels like, oh, I've arrived, I, I'm one of them now, you know, they, they, yeah. they consider me like a real person, so... Yeah. So he wants to go to dinner and Erica's like, no, 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 no. You should not come to dinner with us at the restaurant. It's a bad idea. He's like, what do you mean? How bad could it be? It's dinner at a restaurant. She keeps keeps telling him, no, you should not come. Anyway, he ends up going and then he realizes why it was a big mistake because... Because they
0: return everything twice. They take food off of people's plates.
1: They ask to be seated at a different table. It's like any possible thing that you can have go wrong at a restaurant goes wrong at this restaurant and it's not even yeah, the restaurant's it's even fault it's, it's, it's their the, own fault it's their own yeah. fault yes they're the yeah. biggest complainers and i mean i just thought this this episode was hilarious
0: yeah it is it is a good one because i mean i'm sure it's super exaggerated all the stuff that they do with the restaurants to the poor waiters but but how much is you know it no there's a lot of truth in that of course like, you know the real beverly goldberg used to send back everything of course like guaranteed 100 guaranteed right Great list, Josh. So I have a huge long list of, of honorables. I'll just read them out. I'm not even going to tell you the episode. I'll just tell you the the names and mm-hmm. or the premise. So the Karate Kid episode. Okay. Uh, Barry's Day Off, which you mentioned. Mm-hmm. The Goldbergs Feel Hard, which is a weird title. Um, but this is the one where at the end, he's going to tell Dana that he loves her. And then she says he doesn't do it because she says we're moving to Seattle. Okay. I don't know if you remember this. I do, yeah. Um, and it's also um Barry's gonna tell Barry and Lainey also like are getting sorted together at the for the first time. Um the Goldberg Girls, which is you know the Golden Girls. <laughs> um a Mode, which you mentioned. I wrote a hoverboard, which is you know this one? It's I do. the Back to the Future. Yeah. Um Jackie likes Star Trek. So this is you know, this I know one, which one, yeah. his I girlfriend. D- he finds out that his girlfriend does like Star Trek and not Star Wars. Um, As You Wish, which I really wanted to put on my list because it's the Princess Bride episode, but it just didn't cut it. And then, uh, season one, episode two, Daddy Daughter Day. It's not a great one, but it's great because they go roller skating at the end. And it's really funny that roller skating scene when they, they're playing Come Sail Away by Sticks.
1: So my honorable mentions, uh, one's called A Christmas Story where Beverly wants to do Super Hanukkah. Um yeah. super Hanukkah, Yeah. Well, that's what she calls it. I know, yeah. The episode called Rush where Erica discovers the band Rush.
0: Oh, you know what? It's not a great episode, but the when when what's his name, Johnny
1: Johnny Atkins.
0: Johnny Atkins, he puts the Rush cassette in the car and they're listening and then and Tom Sawyer starts playing and you just see Erica's face and it's like it she goes into like a trance. It's
1: super funny. A Wall Street Thanksgiving, that's one of the ones with Uncle Marvin.
0: Yeah. I don't like those.
1: Hogan is my grandfather. That's a good one. We, he tells the story about Hogan's heroes. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't start the fire. It's the battle. I don't know it. The battle for the best Hanukkah party begins between um, the Goldbergs and Jeff's family. Right. Okay. Uh, Adam Spielberg, which you talked about.
0: Yeah.
1: Our Perfect Strangers. That's where Gleb. Oh,
0: that's when their cousin comes from Russia. Gleb. Gleb, yeah, or russia or wherever he comes right. they don't no, even say russia no they it is it's from the russia. old country no no,
1: no it's from right. russia you're right yeah oh, okay food in a jeffy where jeff creates basically <laughs> his version of uh, uber eats <laughs> he's the first uber driver <laughs> before we even knew what uber eats was yeah yeah another one with jeff called jeff the pleaser i really like jeff actually is that is that a, a newer episode where they're in college It's from last season. So it's the one where Adam is questioning his career path of filmmaking when the other Adam warns him, you know, and, and, and Jeff becomes like the house manager of the house that all the JTB live in. Yeah. And, and like, he always has to take care of everything because the others are useless. Yeah. And then finally the fake up where, um, Adam and Bria Pretend to break up because Beverly is over-involved in their their relationship. Well, she catches them making out, no? I I don't even remember, to be honest.
0: Or maybe I'm thinking of the wrong episode. It's like what you said. They kind of blend.
1: Yes, yes, (laughs) they do.
0: (laughs) All right, so seven for me, seven for you. None the same. That's awesome. None the same. Perfect. That's the way it should be, no?
1: That is how it should be, actually. (laughs)
2: The Skip and Josh podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. If you listen to the show through Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. To interact with the show, send an email to skipandjoshshow at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter at Skip and Josh, and go to facebook.com skipandjosh to like the show page. To see links mentioned on today's episode, go to skipandjosh.com. And now, for some final thoughts from the guys.
0: What have you got to uh, enlighten the listeners and, and tease them with? With some uh, like spectacular little bits of wisdom for the end here.
1: Well, I don't know if it's wisdom, but um, here's what's bugging me lately.
0: Oh, this is great. A what bugs me at the end. Well, I mean, and I don't know be if, it, if it
1: counts as a what bugs me, but sure, sure, you can you can count it as that. Yeah. So, I mean, now you've heard that the NBA players and the owners, they had this vote to decide when next season's going to start, and they decided on December 22nd. Um, And the other option was like January 18th or something. Yeah. So, before they had this vote, and before they even started talking about it, you heard a bunch of players, especially on the Lakers and the Heat, who made it to the finals, you heard a bunch of players saying, well, if the season's going to start in December, I'm just taking the first month off. So right. this bothers me for multiple reasons. First of all, how many millions of people have lost their job during this pandemic in the world? Never mind just the yeah. United States. And yeah. here you have these highly paid athletes who are saying that, well, no, I'm not going to work. I'm taking the first month off. That, that annoys me right there. Not to mention... But what
0: about people that just said, like, they wanted to opt out? Or, you know, like, that didn't bother you? Or? Oh, no,
1: no, no. Opting out because you don't want to get sick, that's fine. Yeah. But that's but not... But the that...
0: thing is, Josh, these players are in a position now in their life, and things have come into perspective for them, where playing basketball suddenly is maybe not as important as it used to be. Okay, that's... And they have enough money in the bank that they could say, I'm not playing. And, and if you want to cut me or if you want to reprimand me, fine, you know? That's I'm, fine. I'm that's play. fine.
1: I have a rebuttal to that. Yeah. So... They say that, you know, they, they want to skip the first month of the season or maybe they want to skip the entire season. That's yeah. fine. But yet they expect to get their full salary. Still. Well, no, that's that's a whole other story. Right. So that's the problem. Now, the other thing that I haven't even mentioned, and this is why it bugs me more than anything, is because don't tell me that you didn't have an off season and you're tired because every single team had four months off. Which is, yeah. which is more than what they normally get. So, <laughs> so don't tell me that you didn't have an off-season and you're too tired to start playing again.
0: Yeah. That, yeah. to
1: me, is the biggest joke of all.
0: So I don't know. When is the season going to start? We don't even know. They right? said December 22nd. Whatever. Hockey, too. But i do not even sure what's going to happen. Right. Anyways, I wanted to tell you. I went to the chiropractor. Mm. I went three times so far. And? It's right out of Seinfeld. It's a scam? No, it's, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's a scam because I do feel like it's helping. Okay. But, you know, there's there's the episode, and I don't, it's like episode two or three, where they go to the chiropractor and George says, I'm not paying for that. He didn't do anything. hmm <laughs> Right? And then there's, of course, you know, my one of my favorite episodes with Thor Ekman, you know, the healer. Yes. Okay? So, so they go in the chiropractor the first visit, and he's like, we're going to take two x-rays because it's the first visit, you know? Mm-hmm. So he takes two x-rays of my neck, and then he gets the x-rays, and- we look at them together, he puts them on the big board, he gets out his pencil and his little protractor and everything, and he's drawing on it, and he's showing me how my neck is two centimeters this way, or one millimeter, this, you know, he's showing me all the, how it's misaligned, and I mean, I'm a, I'm looking at it, it looks like what he's talking about, it's true. <laughs> but then he says to me, this is like, you know you know, when in Tor Ekman, when he tells Jerry, you're, you're eating too much dairy, <laughs> you know, or he tells, uh, he tells uh, George, stop using hot water. And then Kramer's like, I'm off, I'm off hot water, you know? So he looks at my x-ray and he looks at me and he's like, you know, you carry your head too far forward. I'm like, well, what do you mean? He's like, you sleep with two pillows, right? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah. He goes, stop doing that. One pillow, one soft pillow only.
1: <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> yeah.
0: So that was my story of the chiropractor. Good. But, but so the first visit takes like an hour because he does a bunch of stuff to you. But all the other the, all the other, visits. There are like ten minutes. Oh yeah, you're in and yeah. out. He he cracks you a couple times, and you're on your way.
1: It's great, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I love that story.
0: So I'll keep telling you how the chiropractor is doing, but I feel like it's helping. Good. So, I'm glad you went. Yeah. All right, Josh. This is the uh we're we have. This is episode two oh one, by the way. Right. Congratulations on getting past two hundred.
1: It was never in doubt. <laughs>
0: it was never in doubt. And next week we have some kind of wacky episode with some convoluted category that you came up with and I can't wait to do it. Yes. Do you want to try to explain it now? No, we'll, just... we'll explain no. it
1: because people will forget by the time next episode rolls around. <laughs> okay, good.
0: I know this week our episode is coming out not on the normal. Since we started this format, we've been very strict about releasing the episodes every Tuesday morning, mm-hmm. but this one is definitely going to be a little bit later because we are only recording it on Monday night because of the different circumstances. Correct. All right.
1: I'll talk to you uh, in less than two weeks. Yes. All right. Bye-bye.